Hello, I'm Molly, and this is Care Experts, brought to you by Care Credit and Pets Best. Together, the Care Credit credit card and Pets Best pet health insurance provide all the financial tools that can help you be the best pet parent you can be. Today, we are in Oakland, California with Dr. Andrew Moffitt. Dr. Moffitt is from Melbourne, Australia, and is the founder and CEO of Vetin Care, a growing group of AHA-accredited veterinary hospitals in the San Francisco Bay Area. Today, we are talking about dog dental care. Dr. Moffitt, thank you so much for being here to break down this uh, topic of our dog's pearly whites. My pleasure. It's a very important topic. <laughs> it is. So tell me, how can we take care of our dog's uh, teeth at home? Well, it's, it's not dissimilar to caring for our own teeth. It's serious stuff. In fact, uh, dental disease in pets is, like in humans, one of the most common diseases there are, and it's often overlooked by clients and sadly often overlooked by veterinarians at times as well. So it's something that we really encourage clients to take seriously. And a lot of the strategies to prevent dental disease is done at home by clients in exactly the same fashion as we care for our own teeth. So it's a very important topic. You're saying it can add to other, you know, health issues down the line. So what should I be taking care of my dog's teeth with when I'm at home? It starts with an appreciation of dental disease and an interest in looking in your pet's mouth from an early stage. If these, these dogs and, and cats get used to having their mouths looked at by their clients at home, firstly, it makes it easier for me to check out their mouth when they come to the vet. Uh, but secondly, the, the, um, the frequency of visualization can pick up disease before it gets really bad, bring it to my attention, and then I can help you guys fix it. That's great. Um, so help me out. What do I use? Can I use a toothbrush, a human toothbrush? What do I use to clean my dog's teeth? I think um, when we introduce uh, teeth brushing to puppies or kittens, we start by just letting them lick the toothpaste off, off, off our finger. We can't use human toothpaste. A number of them contain xylitol, which is a toxin in, in, in dogs and cats. So we want you to find a pet safe toothpaste, often they're chicken, beef or fish flavored. You can then buy little sort of pet dental kits that come with a little rubber finger brush. I would typically then allow the pet to lick the toothpaste off the finger brush for another two to three weeks. They're gonna get used to the little sort of abrasive end of the finger brush. If there's any rubber taint, they'll get used to that as well. So it might not be for four to six weeks until you introduce anything to the pet's mouth. When they're really on board with that, as they're licking it, you then slowly want to introduce the finger brush into the pet's mouth and get them used to that rubbing sensation on the teeth. Eventually, as that pet gets familiar with the sort of abrasive nature of the finger brush, we would then move on to a dog or a cat toothbrush. And it's important to move on because the little bristles on the finger brush really don't do much. They're not getting under that gum line. They're just giving the pet the sensation of, of abrasion. We do want to move on to the brush because the brush is actually what gets under the gingiva and cleans that area to remove the plaque before it, before it advances. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how often should I be brushing my animal's teeth? Twice a day, once a day? Ideally, just like us, you know? So, so um, if you ever forget to brush your teeth and you wake up in the morning, you've got this slimy film on your teeth. It's pretty gross, but that slimy film is plaque. And uh, it's a bacteria biofilm. 
that in two to three days will harden and calcify and become what we call either calculus or tartar. Once it becomes calculus or tartar, you cannot brush it off, okay? So technically, if you brushed every one to two days, you'd probably be okay. But we, look, we get busy. We recommend that um, that cleaning is done more frequently. Also knowing that you can't possibly clean every aspect of the teeth every time. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so tell me if, uh, if I'm someone who doesn't take the time to brush my pet's teeth, what are some consequences? What can happen to the animal down the line? Yeah, so it's, it's not, again, not dissimilar to human disease. So if we're not brushing that plaque off the teeth, it forms into calculus or tartar. They're the same thing. That is like housing for bacteria. Bacteria live in that calcified substance and then they move under the gum. Now there's a little pocket normally in the gum alongside the tooth. And, and when the bacteria move into that, they inflame it and that's called gingivitis. So that gingivitis, when it goes under the gum, is actually reversible. You know, if we go and have that area cleaned like we would with our hygienist, you can reverse that. And so I think that's where we want to capture the disease. If it progresses further than that, it goes into the bone and, and deeper into the tooth. That's called periodontal disease. We can't reverse that easily in dogs and cats. Um, can you talk to me about food and is the type of food that you feed your dog, can that help or make worse, you know, your dental care for your dog. So wet food versus dry food. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, that's an important discussion because not all clients can brush their pet's teeth. Um, some little dogs don't tolerate it. It's hard to, my cat Monsty will let me brush her teeth, but not many cats let, their, let you sit there and brush their teeth. So uh, <laughs> knowing that we can't brush the teeth of some pets, we have to think about other ways that we can slow dental disease down. And so um, food is, is, is one of those tools. So um, most commercial wet and dry dog foods make no impact um, on, on the, um, the plaque formation. Um, but there are certain dog foods uh, made by some of the larger food manufacturers that have been shown to reduce the incidence and buildup of plaque. We'll be back with more Care Experts after this brief message from Care Credit. Thanks to Care Credit, I can take care of my best friend. Thanks to Care Credit, I can smile again. Thanks to Care Credit, I can be confident. Thanks to Care Credit, I can prepare for veterinary care. I can take care of myself again. I can be myself again. I can plan for Cooper's care. I can take care of my pug family. I can. I can. I can. I can have peace of mind. Welcome back to Care Experts. Let's continue our discussion with Dr. Moffitt. Um, so when would I know if my dog does need a dental cleaning, a professional cleaning, what would be some of the signs? Good question. So um, you guys can determine this at home and a, and, a, and a veterinarian and the veterinary team can help confirm this. But if you look at your pet's teeth and there is brown or yellow staining on the tooth and you'd be concerned if that was your own tooth, it's time to get that stuff off. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I often will lift the lift, lip of a dog or a cat and show a client and say, would you be happy if this was your child's tooth? <laughs> right. And if it's no, it's time to get those teeth clean. So what, what would some other signs be of issues or dramatic problems in the mouth? Is there anything else we should be looking out for as pet owners? Definitely. As disease um, develops, we're going to see an animal in pain. Now, dogs and cats are pretty stoic. Cats more stoic than dogs. 
And so um, I will see dogs and cats with the most severe dental disease and they're still eating their food and wagging their tail. So it can be hard as a client to um, sort of come to terms with the fact there's dental disease if your pet is eating its food and, and seems quite happy in itself. But remember, dental disease happens gradually, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we see pain develop gradually, it becomes chronic. The body sort of suppresses that and, and deals with that versus like a broken leg that's acute pain. Right. So I think we have to recognize firstly, these animals are incredibly stoic. As a species, humans are incredibly weak. And so we show pain easily. Right. These animals are stoic. Um, also the pain develops slowly and so the body uh, in its own way suppresses some, some of the, those pain attributes. And they can't speak and tell us. And they can't they tell us. You know, wouldn't it be nice for me to say, hey, Fluffy, tell me how you're feeling um, yes. today. Uh, <laughs> that would make my job so much easier. Okay. And what about excessive drooling or foaming at the mouth? You know, other sort of mouth signals. Is, is that something we should be worried about? That would be pretty advanced. You know, if we've got a pet where there's excessive drooling or, or foaming at the mouth, um, foaming at the mouth to me would probably be indicative of other problems. Um, we certainly see um, uh, drooling um, in, in certain species like rabbits. You know, whenever I'm seeing sort of saliva or drooling from the mouth of a rabbit, I'm thinking about dental disease. Rabbits get a huge mm. incidence of dental disease and need dental assessment no different to a, to a, a human or a, or a horse. Um, can you tell me what is canine stomatitis? So canine stomatitis, stomatitis just means inflammation of, of the gingiva and, and, and the gum lines. Um, canine stomatitis is pretty rare as a as a independent condition. Okay. Now, when we've got dental disease, we can certainly get some level of stomatitis, but as a separate condition, it's pretty rare. Stomatitis in cats is more common, and there's certainly a stomatitis complex that we see in cats more frequently. Um, and, and uh, the exact cause is, is not identified yet. It's likely that there's some link to dental disease. Well, thank you so much for unpacking this very important topic. We really appreciate My it. My pleasure, yeah. Thanks for watching. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. And Pets Best offers comprehensive pet insurance plans that can cover up to 90% of your pet's unexpected eligible veterinary expenses. Together, Care Credit and Pets Best can allow you to provide a lifetime of care for your four-legged family member. For more information, visit carecredit.com. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. This content is subject to change without notice and offered for informational use only. You are urged to consult with your individual advisors with respect to any information presented. Synchrony and any of its affiliates, including Care Credit, collectively Synchrony, makes no representations or warranties regarding this content and accepts no liability for loss or harm arising from the use of information provided. All statements and opinions in Care Experts with Care Credit are the sole opinions of the guest. Your receipt of this material constitutes your acceptance of these terms and conditions.